Howdy, this is... <laughs> what the fuck? How are you? Heard... Ha... Hello, this is Fred Edison. Reaching out to you via broadcast from the time suck that is the Ocean Man Games Club podcast. Uh, yes, this is... This is like my fourth... Fourth time recording this because the other ones were even more dog shit than this one's going to end up being. And, uh, here we are. Wow. Yeah, also, this is a horrible time suck because, like I said, third time doing it. And I actually fucking spent a lot of time playing the games for this shit. So I can say the equivalent of a wet fart when you could probably just go find some fucking fan site called like joysticks for fucking butt plugs because it's totally not gay we just super love fucking video games.com and they'll break down every fucking aspect of this stupid fucking game and uh then you'll tell me how big of a fucking idiot i am anyway uh yeah today we're talking about uh, the game rootage reloaded rootage with two r's I made a stupid fucking joke on the last time about how, oh, I didn't think the Japanese people rolled their R's. Herp derp derp. Fuck that shit. Anyway, I'm not at all pissed off about having to record this for the third time at all, as you can tell. Uh, today, it's Rootage Reloaded. Some fucking company I don't know the name of put uh, port of the fucking game Rootage Reloaded by... Our Dojin Lord himself, Kenta Cho, and uh, it's awesome, and it costs five dollars. So go read the Joysticks for Butt Plugs review. I'm sure that guy got a copy of the game for free, and that's what he's getting paid. And boy, he will break it down for you. But anyway, uh, for you, yes, our Dojin Lord Kenta Cho has graced us with another great game if you don't know who kenta cho is while i've mentioned it he is a guy who makes games in japan doujins in japan for those who don't remember do not know are walking the fine line between like fan game and indie game and uh kenta cho is the master he doesn't usually release his games um commercially i guess some about the pressures of a release or something I, I i read some a while back about it i don't really remember i have played kenna cho games prior to doing this podcast i'm uh, gonna name drop here might have heard of a game from 15 ish years ago called everyday shooter uh it was twin stick shooter that came out initially for the PlayStation 3, and as a result, probably got a little bit more coverage than it deserved, but it was a cool, artsy, to twin-stick shooter, and it was awesome. Anyway, at the time when it came out, I was uh, a confused young man, not sure if I wanted to write about games, make games, or just try to drink every drink in sight and try to stick my wiener in stuff. So uh, I was doing a lot of that, but it felt like progress to reach out to Jonathan Mack, the guy who made Everyday Shooter, to let him know that I liked his game a lot and was really impressed that he was doing it all on his own. And Jonathan Mack was the coolest guy ever and responded to me and uh, was really nice and also said that I should check out one of his inspirations, uh, this guy, Kenneth Cho. Don't remember a lot about the games that I played at the time, but I do remember that Parsec 47 was sick. 
So go to Kenneth Cho's website and download that one while you're at it, too. And then also spend the $5 on this so that maybe he gets the money here. It's almost... I, I, I didn't look into it, but I almost have to wonder if, like, somebody, like, got him on some, like, copyrights or something. Like, it's really weird that just randomly one of his games is for sale in the eShop for $5. But whatever, there it is. And it happens to be a great one because Rootage Reloaded is, I would, it's essentially, like, the Danger Room in X-Men, but for vertical shooters. Uh, I say that because... The game is structured in a boss rush fashion, um, and it's it's a bullet hell. Just so we're all on the same page there, but it's a bo it's a boss rush structure, and each run is basically five bosses. All of the graphics are drawn with uh, geometry in the actual system, which is uh, something that. I, because I, I had been impressed that I learned when I when I reached out to Jonathan Mack all that all that time back then was that he used a very limited art and in fact most of it was most of the art was being drawn with geometry on the back end and I thought that was pretty interesting for a two D game and uh, you know we're we're back at it with this everything is like wireframe bright neon colors the backgrounds look like Max Headroom. Um, backgrounds, you know, a little bit of kind of animation, but mostly just kind of moving lines. Um, if you skateboard, try out the headroom shape by Uma Landsleds. That fucking shape is, or Uma, I don't fucking know. Anyway, that shape is fire, but a little aside on the headroom, uh, Max Headroom. But the the game has four play types. One is the game itself which I think is the best mode. It has a bomb that isn't really a bomb, but basically it puts like an area of invulnerability on on the, the game area for like, I don't know, five seconds or something. And you can move outside of it. Anything that hits it goes away. And then you're, you're shooting. And when you're shooting, the, the most interesting thing about the kind of the main rootage reloaded mode is that the the combo meter is it it reminds me of the odometer kind of health meter in earthbound in that as you shoot at the boss and maintain continued contact because you don't have individual bullets you have like a beam that comes out but as you maintain that the the combo or the score for each hit goes up on the combo system and it seems to work uh, and that the higher it goes, the faster it accelerates. But what I found most interesting about it is that when you stop, it starts to roll back. It doesn't go to zero. It starts to reverse. And it seems to follow that same uh, acceleration. Is that At the top, it's very, very quick. And it slows down as you get towards zero. Awesome. The other modes based on Cyvarier, which if you hadn't listened to that podcast, don't remember it combos are your scoring system is based off of the buzz system which is you're trying to get as close as possible to enemy fire without it actually touching your 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 hit point on your ship which the other reason it's a great trainer is that the hit point on your ship is a bright pink square and the rest of your ship is a spinning cylinder of like green slats so it's a very obvious 
with motion where the edge of your ship is, while also that hit point is eminently visible. So with that in mind, and then the fact that there are alternate game modes for the for Sivarier, and then Ikaruga, which there's no bomb, but you switch polarities so between red and white in this one and if you absorb i guess it's kind of red black in ikaruga but anyway you absorb the the color that matches your your polarity and the colors that don't can kill you then lastly there's a giggling one with reflect now every play style has i guess what you would say is I guess 10 level. I didn't look into it because the game doesn't like to explain anything, really. It makes it perfect for me. There's no story. There's nothing. But each one has 1 through 10, and then 1A, 1B, 1C, and then the font is fucking weird, but I think it's 1R all the way through 10 for each of them. So like 40, 40 modes, and each one is its own set of five uh fire patterns so there's like 160 fucking levels in this game essentially and now because they're all five five boss rushes they only end up taking like the bosses usually go pretty quick i'd say the longest you're ever really fighting one is probably a minute half to two minutes tops most of them seem to be closer to the 30 seconds to one minute range so it's like the ultimate trainer in that they've they pulled Kenta has pulled away almost every visual distraction. There's no conceit of like this is our weird steampunk planes or space or uh, I'm fairy shooting jizz at stuff. I don't know, but there's none of that. It's just kind of shapes and runs are really quick. And the difficulty is very easy to gradually ramp up. And as a result, like, Ikaruga is a game that, despite my absolute love for Radiant Silvergun, it, and I, I, it never really clicked with me. The polarity thing just was like, didn't really ever click, and I don't know why. But now that I've, I've played the fuck out of, out of Rootage Reload, Rootage Reloaded, I don't know why, I'm like, but uh, Rootage Reloaded, I, I legitimately believe... Excuse me. Wow, that was a hell of a cop. I genuinely believe I am better at Ikaruga, and we're going to test that theory here in the coming weeks when I take a look at that. The other thing that was nice is because of that, uh, and going back to Ikaruga, or attempting to, I did decide to buy another flip grip, which is something. I had them for I had one since like they first came out or whatever in like 2019, and it has been lost for years. Now, instead of, you know buying another $15 accessory for one of my favorite genres for my favorite system currently. No, why would I do that? Instead, I'm just going to tear my house apart for almost a year trying to find that motherfucking thing. And then I finally broke down and spent $15 and ordered the flip grip. And it came today. So expect some more vertical shooter specific uh episodes coming up maybe one on 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 the flip grip although i think i just told my my whole flip grip related story that i spent a year looking looking for something that cost 15 dollars because i'm a 
fucking idiot.